What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Unbiased Football Talk. Uh, here with Mike. Mike's wearing a bunch of Raiders stuff. I think he's happy. I think he's he's happy the Raiders have had a good uh, offseason so far. Mike, what's going on, man? I'm good, man. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for what the Raiders are doing uh, offseason-wise. And on paper, they look really great uh, as much as the the, the the media don't want to give them the, the credit. But, uh, hey, I, I've seen – this is the best Raider team I've seen in a while. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try to refrain from talking Raiders because I can do that all day. But, yeah, I'm excited for uh, this season, definitely, for sure, man. Well, one thing I'll tell you that I'm sick of hearing about, and it hasn't even been 24 hours yet, is freaking uh, Will Smith <laughs> and uh, Chris Rock. I am so sick of hearing about it already. Yeah, yeah, it's getting, it got old pretty fast, didn't it? I just don't even care, like, if your opinion is this or opinion is that. Like, right. he, shouldn't, he shouldn't have smacked him. I thought it was funny. I thought it was scripted. Then I watched the uncensored version of it. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> no, right. he was he was mad. He was... Yeah, my initial my initial reaction was totally scripted. I watch a lot of WWE. I watch AEW wrestling. It looked like a scene off of WrestleMania or Monday Night Raw or something like that. It was it, it looked really scripted to me initially. So <clears throat> yeah, I still think it's a little bit scripted. I'm kind of on the fence with that, but yeah. Hey, I don't know. I'm just sick and tired of freaking hearing about it. But if you if you're as sick of hearing about it as as I am and we are. That's good because we're about to talk some football today. We're going to talk some uh, free agency winners and losers, or in our opinions, I suppose. And then Mike and I are going to compare our top ten draft picks of this year's upcoming draft. Um, neither of our teams are picking in the top ten, so we had to kind of sucks because you always want to talk about your team. I'm Vikings, he's Raiders, obviously, but um, I'm excited for it. But one thing we haven't talked about, but I'm going to get to it for sure. The Miami Dolphins made a splash because I'm just yeah. chilling. I'm just chilling. You know, I'm just at home, you know, hanging out. And all of a sudden, I'm getting news that the Chiefs are are thinking about trading Tyreek Hill. I'm like, no, they're not. Quit playing. <laughs> Quit playing. And then I hear the Jets and the Dolphins are in play for it. I'm like, what is going on in the NFL this year? Yeah. Like, this is by far the craziest NFL offseason that I can think of. By far. By far. It, it doesn't get any close. To, to any other year it's not even close and then so as you all probably know they traded for Tyreek Hill they gave up five draft picks and then they paid him a ton of freaking money yep. and I've seen all the memes about Tua not having the arm strength that that Patrick Mahomes does you know Patrick Mahomes like oh screw it Tyreek's down there somewhere Tua can't do that he's not as accurate he's not he doesn't have the arm strength but it's gonna be a fun offense to watch but I'm, I'm gonna get to that but First, we're going to start with some uh, uh, free agent, or I sh I'm sorry, off-season winners and losers so far. There's still time. There's still some some bigger name free agents out there like Stephon Gilmore and and uh, Honey Badger and uh, J.C. Treader. There's still some there's still some names that need to be signed. So, Mike, I'm going to start with you, man. Who do you think so far is a winner? So my winner, you know. Uh, to stay away from the AFC West for a little bit, right? Uh, besides those teams, my winner is the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the reason for this is the Tom Brady effect. Now, Tom Brady retired, as everybody knew, 
um, you know, a little bit after the Super Bowl, or was it was it after the Super Bowl? I can't even remember at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he he retired and he came back right before free agency, and uh, I, I think from there that was uh, that was the green light for free agents such as uh, uh, Carlton Davis, the corner, um, uh, Chris Godwin. He he stayed, and they pretty much brought Bass back most of that supporting cast from that championship team two years ago. Uh, you got, you got, uh, you got, uh, what's his, the, the running back, uh, Leonard Fournette, he's coming back. And and we all know where Gronk, where he stands, he, he's going to be back with the Bucks. He hasn't signed yet, but it's, it's, uh, it might as well be a deal at this point. So, you know, if, if Brady doesn't come out of retirement and stay with the Bucks, <clears throat> the Bucks wouldn't, I, I, it'd be hard for me to see that the Bucks would keep a lot of these guys. And without these guys, they're not a playoff team, including Brady. So I think the biggest winner um, for me in, in, in free agency is um, is the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're a Super Bowl contender now. And without those picks, without those without those acquisitions, they are not a playoff team. So that's a big that's a big gap. And the Brady effect is a real thing. It's a huge thing. So. I have to go Bucks, man. I have to go Bucks uh, for the team to win this one. You know, you make some good points. The Brady effect. No one, Chris Godwin might be on a different team. Actually, I think they franchised him and then they signed him. But right, uh, right, something like that. But, but yeah, I, I agree. I think they they definitely won the moment that Tom Brady said he's not going to retire, and a lot of people are, are were speculating like, who wants to take over for Tom Brady in in, in Tampa, like. If you're Russell Wilson, you don't want to. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you don't you don't want to. You don't want to follow that legacy. But the moment you have Tom Brady on that team, you're automatically a, a Super Bowl contender. That he could go to Detroit, and eh, yeah, he could go to Detroit. Let's be honest. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. a Tom. It's a Tom Brady effect. But yeah, man, I, I I like that. I think that you're right. A lot of they did resign. They did resign uh, Leonard Fournette. And, I know Ronald Jones, who cares, went to the Chiefs. Who cares? They're running back by committee anyway. Right. But I'll tell you my my winner, man. I, I already started talking to him a little bit. or talking about them a little bit. The Miami Dolphins. I'm going to give them an A so far. Like, yeah. I just think, like, what they've done so far is absolutely ridiculous. First of all, they hire Mike McDaniel yeah. from the 49ers staff. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. It, it, it came out of nowhere. I'm like forgot like who the hell is mike mcdaniel and then do some research research into him watch some interviews with him he is a quirky little dude ain't he yeah he is he's he is. he's a he's an interesting fella but um they brought in chase Ed, they brought in raheem mo shocker i mean that's that's mcdaniel's guy they brought in alex ingold who you probably didn't want to oh, you don't want to hear that that was a heartbreaker but yeah <clears throat> Uh, Trent Sherfield, right? Then they go and sign uh, Teron Armstead, the, mo- the the best available offensive lineman by far in this year's free agents. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well this this is looking good, you know? Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, they got like eight running backs over there because they got missed. Uh, who else they got? Uh, I forgot they had. No, I'm talking about running backs. Oh yeah, uh, um, Gaskin, Gaskin, uh, Miles Gaskin. I wanted to say yeah. Jacecki, but I know that's a tight end. Yeah. But 
And then all of a sudden, Pam, bow, pow, bah, they they freaking sign or they trade for Tyreek Hill. It's like what they're trying to compete right now with with Buffalo in that division. Yes. And it's going to be a fun team to watch. It's a lot of speed out there. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, uh, Chase Edmonds got some left in him. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch, man. I think that they're my winners so far. Yeah, man. You know what? I I, I agree on that one for sure. Um, I, I do want to talk about what they're going to do possibly with Tariq Hill under Mike McDaniel, his offense. Um, now, you saw what he did with the 49ers. You know what the 49ers do. They, they run mm-hmm. at you. They're going to bring whoever they have it running back. It doesn't matter. They're going to run up the middle. They're going to they're gonna outpower you. They're going to play bully ball. The Dolphins, they, I would assume with those two running backs, they're going to gain that identity as a bully ball team. And, you know, you got the X factor, right? You got, you got uh, Debo Samuel with the 49ers. He does it all. He's a receiver. He can he can run the ball. He he's everywhere on the field. Why couldn't the Dolphins do that same thing with Tariq Hill? Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Tariq Hill can he he can change the game as far as a dual threat at running back and wide receiver. I can see him doing what Debo Samuel did last year, but better. I can see it happening. And if if, if you have something like that. And you know the Dolphins' defense was pretty solid last year. They were they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. Um, if they make a step up on defense, and uh, you know become an elite offense and 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 pound the pound the ball and uh, play time of possession, this is one of those teams that can maybe not win the division, but get, once it's playoff time, they get into the playoffs, and then they're 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 sneaking up on a couple teams similar to what the 49ers did. Next thing you know, you got the Dolphins in the AFC Championship, and you're like, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. And, and they just they they came out of nowhere. They played their best ball in December. Just the way the the that type of offense is, that's the best type of ball in the later months. So you know, watch out for the Dolphins. That's a definitely that's a dark, dark horse team in the AFC for sure. I, I would say that. I would probably be saying differently if if Tyreek Hill didn't get traded there. Now I'm thinking, all right, they got to do something with Devontae Parker. I think. Yeah. They got Will Fuller still. I mean, he's Mr. Injury prone, but that's a that's a pretty good wide receiver uh, core right there. You know, Jalen Waddles, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Parker, if he stays. I, Philly, I've been saying it for a while. Philly needs to trade for a wide receiver, and Devontae Parker might be that, that perfect fit over there. They also need a quarterback, but I won't get started on that. Yeah. But this is this this whole success with with Miami is all assuming that the two is going to take that big step, right? Right. Let's let's be honest. Like after he came back from injury last year, he was much better. Yeah. But can he take that next step and actually not get benched for Jacoby Brissett? Actually, he that's impossible because Jacoby Brissett's a Brown now. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and. You know, we, we look at at the quarterback position. We we, we see that you got to be the superhero. I'm gonna have faith in Tua just based off the type of offense that he's gonna be in now. I mean, look at Jimmy Garoppolo what he did with the 49ers. He's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but all he did was win. And a lot got, of RPO. A lot of RPO. Tons. And that's and that's perfect for for Tua, I believe, and it'll give him some confidence. Uh, later on in the season, where he might be able to, to spread the ball out and 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 make those big plays that uh, he hasn't done yet. Maybe it's a confidence issue with him. I know that uh, he had a stretch last season where he played pretty decent ball. So 
um, he sh- he's shown glimpse of of, of being uh, better than average. So, hey, you know this might this might be a career uh, uh, revival for for Tua in, in this situation. Put him in this offense, and he might thrive. Um, I'm I'm still I'm still I still have faith in Tua, and I, I think that he'll have his best season yet this season. Oh, definitely for sure. Yep. But now we're gonna talk about losers. Oh yeah. He's talking about the losers. Now you picked a good team. I always like to hear the word loser before this team. Right. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Who's who's the biggest loser for you? Well, you know, uh, Cowboys fans cover your ears because uh, <laughs> I'm going to go in for a little bit. So definitely my uh, my loser for the free agency is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, started off pretty, pretty bad where they had to get rid of Amari Cooper and uh, – you know, to free up some cap space and they trade into the Browns for uh, a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. So um, that was, that was one strike right there. And uh, second strike is the whole Randy Gregory situation. Randy Gregory was ready to sign with the Cowboys. It, uh, as far as I know, it was on, it was on ink and it was ready to go. And um, it came time for him to sign the contract or something. And then he said, Nope. And jumped ship and went to the Broncos. So uh, to me, that's a sign of like the ineptitude and uh, the lack of whatever's going on with the Cowboys. I mean, we, we look at Jerry Jones um, as a Raider fan. I can tell you right now, I've seen I've seen the NFL pass the Raiders by in the late 2000s, early 2010s, when Al Davis was running the, the running the, the, the organization. You know his early days. You know he was he was great. He had great tactics. He you know, but over the years he, he kind of became irrelevant. He, his his uh his style of football became outdated. The way he thinks was outdated. He was reaching on draft picks and things like that, overpaying guys. And this I, I see this similar thing happening with Jerry Jones. Um, similar to Al Davis. Al Davis didn't want to give up any kind of power or any kind of authority to somebody else to make decisions. And it, it seems to me that um, Jerry Jones is doing the same thing. Uh, he doesn't want to give up the power. He wants to make all the decisions. But to be honest, he hasn't made a good decision uh, for his team in quite a while. Now, last year they did sign uh, Micah Parsons, which was a great pick. But, you know, over the years, they've overpaid guys. And, you know, for example, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you don't pay a running back that much money. Um, and now, now it's coming back to bite him. So, yeah, the Cowboys, I would say they're the loser and they really got to get their stuff together or else uh, they're going to be they're going to be looking, uh, looking up at the rest of their division because they're, the rest of the division is definitely getting better. Yeah, the Cowboys, they they haven't had a good offseason. You're right. Randy Gregory, that was embarrassing. And then he goes out and starts publicly shaming Jerry Jones, which that's all hearsay. Who knows? But we all know there's cuckoo there, but whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, they re-signed, oh, what's that? What's their other receiver's name? Uh, Michael uh, Gallup. Michael Gallup, yeah. They signed him to a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. They paid him a lot of money. And they're probably going to get six games out of him. Yeah, that's true. 
I, it's just it's just crazy to me. It's the, I don't know what the hell is going on with Dallas Cowboys. I've complained about the Zeke situation for the whole time we've been doing this podcast. You're you're paying this guy ninety million dollars to to have less carries than Tony Pollard, right. and now because of that, bye bye Amari Cooper, who disappears at, from time to time. You know he's 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 here, he's there, but they also do have a really good wide receiver core and Gallup and and. Uh, and CD and and Cooper, so they they have a lot of targets, and maybe sometimes he's just not going to get the targets. But I'd rather keep Lamari Cooper than I would Ezekiel Elliott. That's just me. Yeah, but, and then most important, bye bye Lyle Collins. That's a huge that one. Was, gonna, that's what I was yeah, going to say. That's the I, anchor of that that offensive line. If if there was mm-hmm. anything the Cowboys had going for him, it was the offensive line, and Lyle Collins was the the highlight. He was mm-hmm. the the he was the headline for that offensive line. And he's gone now. And now he's going to be Joe Burrow's best friend. Right. So, yeah, Cowboys are in trouble, man. Uh, you know, they're there. I got, I mean, it, early season pick. I, it, I don't see the Cowboys winning that division. I don't. It, you know what? They probably will. And that's because, yeah, the rest of the rest of the division in there is getting better, but they're still garbage. The Eagles are, eh. Right. I, well, I'll give Nick Soriani credit. He did. He turned his season around and made the playoffs, and uh, that th- he did well. And the Giants are maybe they'll look better with Brian Dable and the Commanders with Carson Wentz. Yeah, sheesh. Well, Terry McLaurin will have a better season for you for fantasy. That's about it. But yeah, yeah. Um, Antonio Gibson, good defense, definitely good defense. Maybe with uh, old buddy coming back, Chase Young. But yeah, it's just it's just terrible. It's just. Good, good for the Cowboys. Sorry, Cowboy fans, but you're garbage. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> losers. All right, my <laughs> losers, and you're gonna love this, man. My losers are the Kansas City Chiefs. I love that. They have it as much as the Cowboys. <laughs> Let's be honest. It has, it has been a fun few years, right? It's been a fun few years. If you're a Chiefs fan, or you're an, as long as you're not a Raiders, Chargers, or Broncos fan, it has been fun to watch the Kansas City offense play football Tyreek Hill Travis Kelsey uh McCole Hardman J- Jacob Pringle uh M- Robinson who is now a Raider um they're all gone Sammy Watkins they're all gone it's you know it's it's been fun to watch so now what Travis Kelsey is going to get 9,000 targets a year yeah. he's just he's just going to get triple coverage like Calvin Johnson did a few years ago but it's not just the offense, man. They lost their two starting cornerbacks. Michael or uh, Mike Hughes went to the Dolph or uh, Detroit t- uh, Lions, and Traverius Ward, he's a 49er. Yes. Um, hello, your defense was garbage beforehand. Yeah. You know, oh, don't worry, guys. We signed Juju. We signed Marquez Valdez Scantling. We we paid Marquez Valdez Scantling thirty million dollars. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, that's like. We talked about it pre-show. That's the Aaron Rodgers effect right there. Marquez Valdez scaling is fast, but he's like James Jones. He can't catch, right. you know. <laughs> and Absolutely. when he does catch the ball, yeah, he's he's one of the fastest guys in the league. But and that, that maybe they're trying to replace Tyreek with that. Maybe that's just the case. Oh, screw it. Marquez is down there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Juju's a problem. He's he's a, he's a TikTok star and. Thank God Pittsburgh got rid of him, and now they only have Claypool to get rid of with his stu- stupidity. Um, 
But yeah, the, the defense is, is terrible. D- Daniel Sorensen, he's a New Orleans Saints. Not that that really matters. Uh, Tyron, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, he's going to be somewhere else because they cannot afford to pay him what he wants. And he's right. going to get what he wants. Somebody's going to pay him. My guess, my guess with that is probably the Raiders or the Eagles. Yeah. Um, but it's the Chiefs. It's everything's coming back to reality. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think they're going to be a fourth place in their division. But if I had to pick as of right now off of the off season, I would pick them to be in the fourth place of their division, just based off of the off season. Now we all know magic happens in Kansas City. We all know when you have a when you have a when you have a Hall of Fame duo. Of, of Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid. Some magic's going to happen. It always does. Just like last year when I said, relax. Relax, Chiefs fans. It's, it's going to happen. They're going to be fine. Um, they still made a deep run with nothing. Now they really have nothing on defense. Yeah. And everybody um, else in that division got better. You offensively. Know, offensively, everyone in that division got better. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a rough division, man. I'm happy that it's not the NFC North. But that's <laughs> that's my losers. Uh, I'm not a Chiefs hater. I've, I've, I've loved watching Patrick Mahomes. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in our generation. Um, fundamentally, not. But it's just fun to watch. I love watching I love, I love watching games where it's 50 to 54 is the final score. Right. You know, zero defense. But then again, I'm sitting here complaining about their lack of defense. So, yeah. Um, they also have no line. Yeah. So, I don't know. What yeah, do you think? It, what do you got on the Chiefs, man? Yeah. Um, uh, I am a Chiefs hater. And... Well, I know you are. That's <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> right. And, and um, you know what? I'm going to say, you know, shame on the Chiefs for giving a quarterback $50 million, giving a quarter of that, of that uh, salary cap to one guy. You know, they wouldn't have to get, they wouldn't have to give up their Hall of Fame best receiver they've ever had in their franchise. They wouldn't have to give him up if they didn't pay Mahomes so much. And I don't feel bad about it. And shout out to the Raiders for that one because Devontae Adams, his deal kind of sparked that whole, you know, money uh, contract talks with the Chiefs. With Tariq Hill, like, hey, Devontae Adams is getting paid this much. I Ooh. need a little bit more chips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think it was Devontae Adams that started it. It was Christian Kirk, too. It was Christian Kirk. <laughs> After yeah. Christian Kirk got his money, Devontae Adams was like, oh, hold up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's yeah, this true. Who's this number four guy over here right, getting this right. much money? No disrespect. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, but, you know, it... it it, it, he adds on to that. He's like, I'm the number one receiver in this game. You're going to have to pay me a little bit more than breaking them. You're going to have to break the market with me. You know, he wanted to break the market just like uh, Devontae Adams did with the Raiders. He got his money and uh, he broke the market. He's the number one paid receiver at that time. And he wanted that. He wanted like a dollar more, it seemed like. He wanted a little bit more than than what uh, Devontae Adams got paid. And the Chiefs like, we don't have it. Go find a trade. We can't do it, you know. And it's hard for me to believe that it wasn't because of Patrick Mahomes. Now, if we were talking about Patrick Mahomes, he did regress last year. He was on a superstar level. And I'm not saying that he's like, oh, he's he's washed up or yeah, his time has ran out. What I'm saying is, is that 
his razzle dazzle style of play was that kind of got it kind of got figured out by some defenses and he had to be a lot more patient with with drives and throwing the ball and and a lot of times he he started rushing things and and started making dumb bonehead plays and uh the Bengals they shut him out in the second half you know they 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 made him throw underneath and 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 be patient and, and not throw the home run so if 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 Patrick Mahomes can't figure that out this year with the, everybody in that AFC West getting a lot better, they're going to be at, they're going to be at the bottom. They're they're not saying they're going to be you know uh, <clears throat> top ten in the draft or anything like that, but they can very well miss the playoffs this year. It's it's, it's not a, a way out idea of that happening. So yeah, uh, I love to see it, but yeah, you know that's my take on the Chiefs. Yeah, with the way the AFC is stacking up this year, it's not it's not looking good. Right. I'm not going to be saying relax. Well, yes, I am because I just, I just had faith in some magic happening, but we'll see. But all right, that was our winners and losers segment. Hope you agree. Maybe you disagree. I don't know. <laughs> I know Cowboy fans disagree. Chiefs fans too. <laughs> but uh, let's talk. Let's talk the first ten draft picks. Mike, we'll start with you. Just you just take it, man. All right. So um, I, I looked at the top 10 and I'm going by need right here. Um, most of the draft picks I picked were by need and I'll justify the pick uh, where where it is, where, wherever, whoever I pick, I'll justify it. I'll give you a reason for it. So um, the number one pick is the Jaguars and everybody's saying it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I, I feel like the Jags are going to kind of swerve us in this one. I think they're going to go offensive tackle and uh you know, everybody's saying uh, Evan Neal, uh, but I'm going uh, Iki Kwanu from NC State, number one pick uh, for the uh, 2022 NFL draft. And, you know, you got to go offensive tackle. You got to protect your, your asset. You got to protect your quarterback. And nothing says protection like a good offensive tackle. And uh, he's, he's dominant in college. And I think that he's going to be the number one, number one overall pick here. So, now I I did a lot of draft picks or a lot of mock drafts, and I had uh, I had them take an offensive line and multiple, but I changed my mind. Look, I'm one of the people who thinks it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson, number one overall. Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan edge rusher. Uh, they got Josh Allen. He's he's been good. Uh, Levon Chase on. He's been. We're waiting on him a little bit to kind of. Put together in the NFL, so Hutchinson is a safe pick. Now, they did kind of beef up their O line. They brought in Brandon Scherf, yeah. so now the O line hasn't been terrible. It's just been the team that's been terrible and ran by a dummy. Um, God, he was so terrible. <laughs> but we won't <laughs> talk about that. But I'm I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with Aiden Hutchinson at number one overall. Okay, yeah, and I mean I can I can see that too. I mean, like you said, they did beef up that O line and. Maybe the Jacks front office are saying, hey, this is good enough. We're rolling with this. Uh, this is going to be good enough to protect uh, our, our quarterback. And um, they go defense, add on to what uh, they're already bringing to the table, which is pretty solid. And they go Aiden Hutchinson. And um, But my thing with Aiden Hutchinson is just I'm, I'm not I'm not really sold on him. He doesn't wow me on, on paper. He doesn't wow me on the, the 
highlights. He's not one of those guys that I would go number one overall. But, you know, and, and I guess this year's draft is not as strong as other ones. And, no, you know, it's not. So, you know, I agree. Hutchinson. I agree with you. I don't think that he's worthy of the number one pick either. But I'm just I, it's just to me, it's just a pick. It's just, you know, it's it's like Baker in 2018. It was like that was going to be another number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, number number two, I got the Lions. For the Lions, I got uh, – so they, they need a they need a bunch of things. They, their list is <laughs> as far as what they need, wide receiver, they need a corner, they need guard, linebackers, defensive tackle. So um, I'm going to go a little bit different off this. I think they're going to go – they're going to reach and go for their quarterback of the future. And mm. I, I got them at number two picking Malik Willis. Now, I said this last season that the that uh they're gonna pick Malik Willis and I'm gonna stick with that. I think Malik Willis is gonna gonna be with the Lions. I just I I've, it's just something that I've seen since last season. Um Malik Willis has shown uh he, he's climbing up the draft boards. He's he's looking he's looking good when throwing. He's a little bit undersized, but uh I think that um he can sit behind Jared Goff for one year um while they you know bolster their offensive line or, or um and bring some more weapons for the following season. And he can learn that offense. And I think that'd be a good fit for him. Wow. I don't know, man. I think this is not the year to reach for a quarterback. I agree. I like Malik Willis. He's probably the best quarterback in the draft. Um, I've switched up and back and forth between him and Kenny Pickett, but I think he's the best quarterback in the, in the draft, but I think that man Campbell, Dan Campbell and that organization wants to beef up the O-line. They know they're our D-line. I, they know they're going to be bad. They're going to be bad again. They're going to have a top five pick next year. Next year's the year. 2023 is the year to pick your quarterback of the future. Jared Goff's not it. Okay. It's a huge cap hit for, for, well, actually, no, it's not for, it is for LA, but Anyway, I think they're going to go Trevon Walker, defensive line from Georgia. They need everything. You said it. They need everything. So why not a six foot five, two hundred and seventy pound guy who runs a four five forty? Yeah. Why not? And yeah. in in mean, you're not going to win the division. They're not going to be good. Yeah. You know, he's he's Georgia's good. Their whole Georgia's D line is going to be drafted in the first round, if you ask me. But this guy, I think, would fit in nice with whatever defensive plan they got going on. But uh, that's what I think, man. I, I'm gonna stick with that, Trevon Walker. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with that. Now, now, my my also my justification for this was based on what they did last year. They picked uh, uh, was it Penesul? They got him right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got him. It wasn't a wowing pick for 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 Lions fans and Lions fan base. And I think the I think the front office is kind of feeling that. I think they need to make some splash kind of move. That's gonna get the Lions fan base excited, and and there's nothing better than bringing in a new quarterback to kind of you know restructure, bring a facelift to that to that to that organization that's been struggling for years. So that's kind of my justification for picking Malik Willis number two. It's a reach, definitely a reach. But if you're gonna reach for a quarterback, he's the one to reach for this year. All right, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three, uh, I got the Texans um, picking safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Um, yeah, best safety by far on the board. 
Um, the Texans, I think they need to bolster that defense. I think um, offense, um, that's going to be a long hill to climb comparing, you know, in comparison to the rest of the AFC. So why not start a defense first and uh, make Kyle Hamilton somebody you build around on that defense? So I, I like that. I do like that pick. Um, I think so. Houston has five of the first like 80 something picks because the Sean Watson trade, which clearly shows that my boy Davis Mills is the QB for the future as of for the foreseeable future anyway. So I think they got to protect him. Give me Akeem Ikwonu from NC State to number three overall. That's what I think. That's not bad. Um, The the reason I think the other reason why I didn't pick anybody going on offense is because I just don't think that they're I think that they're not 100 percent sold on uh, Davis Mills being that guy of the future. Um, And offensively, I don't think they want to build some kind of insurance with him that that he is going to be that guy. Maybe they might bring in a couple offensive linemen here or there, but not a long term deal. And I think that next year that they're going to go for the quarterback that they want especially because I think that they're going to be probably one of the worst teams in the in the NFL this year. Um, not their fault. It's just, you know, it's the AFC is rough. So um, I see them picking in the top five once again next year, and they're going for the quarterback that they want and and, and trying to and, – and maybe in the second, third round, they can get that offensive tackle, you know, to of the future to kind of bolster that offensive line and um, set, set that quarterback up, whoever they pick next year. Um, set them up for for success. I mean that very well. That very well could be the case. I I don't know. Uh, I think Davis Mills is a lot better than people give him credit for. So we'll I, see. I I agree. He had some good games last year, and you know it's just uh, let's see him do it again. That's just where I'm at with it. You know, uh, let, let's see him do it again. Let's see you improve. I mean, he, he's on a definitely improve it year. You know, if, if he can get it done this year and sneak out some games and show that. He can he can carry a franchise for at least a couple more years. Yeah, go for it. You know, keep this guy. But uh, I'm not 100% sold on him yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, number four, the Jets. I got uh, our favorite guy, cornerback Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. Uh, this guy seems like an uh, immediate All Pro. I think he's going to come in and tear it up in the league. Um, he, he gave up pretty much nothing in Cincinnati, uh, University of Cincinnati. So. Um, yeah, and, I, and it's a perfect fit for the Jets. The Jets love picking like dominant cornerbacks. You know, in the past, you got the Darrell Revises of the world, and uh, you know they they always they like their defense, and and it's a perfect for that head coach uh, uh, Salah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just a perfect fit. I got Sauce Gardner going to the Jets. Yep. So far, this is the first one I agree or we agree on. Ahmad Gardner Sauce will be picked at number four overall. Yep. Uh, number five, I got the Gi- uh, Giants picking defensive end Aiden Hutchinson. I know it's a little bit low, um, but like I told you, I'm not really sold on the defensive ends this year. I know the top two defensive ends coming out right now is uh, Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Thibodeau from Oregon. I'm not sold on either of them, and I know that Thibodeau has been uh, uh, projected to be in the top ten. I don't have him in my top ten, and, and Hutchinson uh, – I, I think he's a solid piece, but I don't think he's a star that people are trying to make him out to be. And I think uh, he'll be a good fit with the Giants. So I'm going to take Evan Neal here for the Giants. They do need to bolster a lot of things. They they need um, 
a lot of, a lot of pieces and I think that their O line is something they need to address. I think Brian Dable is going to go in there and just uh, take take an O line right away. Uh, Daniel Jones has is has any chance of having success. He needs to be protected, and their best offensive lineman is Andrew Thomas, and he's not very good. So Evan Neal will go in there and be a day one starter. I like him there. Uh, I like that. And my question to you is: Are they sold on Daniel Jones? Because if they are, if they're not, do you do do you invest in a possible future with him? Because I mean, you're going to look a little bit better at quarterback if you're, you have a good offensive line. So I don't know. I don't know if they if they do pick offensive line, that tells me what they think about uh, Daniel Jones for the, for their future. Well, they already invested in them because he they drafted Kadarius Tony last year. They brought in Sterling or um, Kenny Galladay. They have Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram. They, so they got the pieces, Saquon. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the O-line's bad. They do need a lot of things. So Aiden Hutchinson could be a good one there too. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I like I like both of them. Uh, so number six, the Panthers. I finally got your guy. I got Evan Neal going to the Panthers. Um, I think uh, they're going to set themselves up for next year. Uh, they, they got uh, Sam Darnold probably still starting over there. And He's, he's, he's a lame duck quarterback. He'll be gone next year, and I think they're going to go for a quarterback next year. And it would just be a perfect fit to have that tackle already there, already established there for the new quarterback that they bring in next year. I don't believe in Sam Darnold one bit anymore. Right. I'm just I'm tired <laughs> of freaking defending him, so I'm, I have them taking Malik Willis right here at number six. Okay. Malik Willis at number six. All right. I, I mean, yeah, that's I like that fit too. That's that's nice. I would, you know, if I didn't have Malik Willis so high, I, I would have him at number six as well. So Dude, if you want, you want to keep a guy like Christian McCaffrey, you have to do something with that franchise. He's yeah. gonna want out. He's gonna want out, and just give them. Now, this is another guy. You you never know what you're gonna get. You might hit. You might miss. You might get a Daniel Jones. You might get a Josh Allen. Or he is under he's a lot undersized, so you might get a Kyler Murray. It's true. So I don't know. <clears throat> it's a good fit. It's a good fit. So for number seven, the Giants. Um, I know I, I kind of did a reach on this one. Uh, I think the Giants, since they do got two first round picks, I know they need a lot of stuff. They need a they need an offensive tackle as well. They need they need they need offensive line. And I think that picking a tackle, the first two tackles that are already off the board at this point. So it'd be a reach to pick anybody else at this point. So I think they go with best available. And I'm going wide receiver Garrett Wilson at Ohio State. Oh, so another receiver for them? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't I think that they're I mean, Kadarius Tony was I get it. That, I get it. I think <clears throat> they might just be cold on him. And that's that's kind of what I'm banking on with that one. Cause I mean, he didn't show that he could step up and be that number one receiver. They didn't even get it to him. Was he like number four on the depth chart at some point? So um, I think they try to go and hit a home run again at receiver. Yeah, so this this pick was a little difficult for me because I wanted to take – I wanted to <clears> – in <throat> a couple of my mock drafts, I had them taking Kayvon Thibodeau. I can see that. I got them taking Kyle Hamilton here. Safety out of Notre Dame. Okay, okay. Yeah, but see, I, I could, already had I already had Hamilton off the board at that point, you know. So yeah, I can see that too. And and, and if Aiden Hutchinson does go, 
I picked Hutchinson going to the Giants, so I I don't see Thibodeau lining up across Hutchinson. I mean, I don't see him ever doing anything like that. So right. that's why I skipped on that one, and I think they go with best player available. That was my reasoning for that one. So uh, the Falcons, uh, I got them picking edge rusher. Uh, Trevon Walker out of uh, Georgia. So he stays in this in uh, Georgia. Um, and yeah, he goes straight to the Falcons. Doesn't have to make a much of a move for that one. So yeah, and a good fit. I mean, hometown guy. So yeah, I, I go with that one. This, this pick was another hard one for me. Um, I know they just signed Marcus Mariota, but I think they're going to try to go for a quarterback for the future right here. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. That's a big reach. I know That's it's a big- reach. <clears throat> I know. I, they, they need a lot of things, too. They need a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, uh, what's-his-face is, is suspended for the year. Um, can't even think of his name right now, but they have Cordero Patterson, who's a wide receiver slash running back. They yeah. need they need a wide receiver, so they could easily go Garrett Wilson here. I had him going here, too, a few times. Um, but I think I, w- I would love to see Kenny Pickett go right here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they need the quarterback in the future. <clears throat> I just think that they're going to have uh, Mariota as their bridge quarterback for the year, kind of a rental guy and bring their guy in, try to, you know, their that's their idea is bringing their quarterback in the future next year. So, but it looks like a lot of these teams are going to need quarterbacks in the future next year. So remains to be seen. Uh, so ninth with the Seahawks, I got another edge rusher coming out. Uh, Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Johnson out of uh, FSU. I think he's just the perfect fit with us. Uh, Seattle, the Seahawks are always defense first, and um, I kind of wanted to pick him, uh, Kenny Pickett, going over there. Please, uh, uh, Seahawks fans or the Seahawks front office, do not pick a quarterback here. It is not the year to do it. It, Not for you, especially not for you. Right. And and, and as bad as they probably want to replace Russell Wilson, it's just not the year to do so. Fix your defense if uh, and, and it's too late. You know the the top two tackles are already off the board, so don't reach on a tackle either. Um, yeah, go defense on this one. Jermaine Johnson is is, is your guy on this one. So, he, in a perfect world, the best pick for this number nine overall for Seattle would be Ahmad Garner, right? The cornerback from Cincinnati, but he's not going to be there. If if you're talking to us, he's going to go to the Jets at, at four. Um, I think they're going to go O-line here, Mississippi State, Charles Cross. They need everything, too. If you're yeah. going to if you're gonna go quarterback eventually, like, I don't know if, if necessarily picking an O-lineman is investing in a quarterback. You need O-line regardless. It, right. show, it showed in the Super Bowl, the last two Super Bowls with the Chiefs and the, and the um, Bengals. You need O-line. So Charles Cross could fit perfectly right here. Um I hope they don't reach and go Matt Coral. I've seen that a lot of mock drafts, but we'll see. I, I, I got them with Charles Cross right here. I feel like you can grab Coral in the second round. Or Easily. If you, really, if you really needed a quarterback, trade up, man. If you really need a quarterback, trade up in the later rounds and get the guy you want at quarterback. If, if you really need to get a quarterback. But that's just me. Um, so, number 10, finally, the Jets. Um, I think they go with, uh, they go offense on this one. And I got them wide receiver Drake London out of USC. I'm going to agree with you on the wide receiver part. Okay. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson right here. 
I I was I was neck and neck with those two. I wasn't I wasn't too sure on it, which one. Honestly, you're right because in my mock draft, the next pick with Washington, I had them taking Drake London. So uh, it doesn't really matter to me that they're both very dynamic. Uh, he's I think that Garrett Wilson's a little faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I could have seen. I could see the the. I could see the Chiefs trading up and trying to go right here at number 10 to get a guy like Wilson. Yeah, they got the 29-30th pick, so... I could see them trying to make some moves right here, but yeah. um, who knows? I, I like Garrett Wilson right here to the Jets. Yeah, and I mean, they, they need they need a receiver, you know, so it's a it's a solid pick. So yeah, that rounds out the, the top 10 for me, man. All right, well, if you were listening, let us know how you think about our top 10. Now, I'm sure Mike wrote down our picks. Did you write down mine? Uh, we, we'll, we'll go over it after this. I'll yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And then we'll see how close we are. Our drafts in a few weeks. Um, we'll probably put out another episode sometime this week. It's kind of slow right now. We might make up some stuff. Maybe maybe, maybe bring back the old uh, name that NFL player game. We haven't yeah, played I'm that, that. for a hot, hot minute, so... Yeah. But that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Unbiased Football Talk. Please like us on Facebook. Check us out on Spotify. Show all your friends. Play it. Tell your family members to play it. Don't even care if they listen to it. Just play it. And right. share, share, share. But thank you very much. Mike, you got anything for the people? Oh, that's it, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend about us, man. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>